Indiana Runner Podcast Season 5, Episode 26. Taylor and I go through a recap of the Flashes Showcase. It gets crazier and better every year. Cue the Taylor Marshall drop. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. All right. It's the day after the Flashes Showcase. Just when you thought it couldn't get any crazier than last year. It got crazier than last year. Colin Altavote here, and with me is my friend, Taylor Marshall. We're going to go through all of the action, but let's start, Taylor, with just a general appreciation for this meet. Uh, we were there last night. Matt Sweetman is the meet director. Brian Dunn has been at times the meet director, but this was an idea of Eric Kellison's starting, I think, in 2007. I believe I've seen every single one of these uh showcase meets because i was in college in franklin which is not franklin central it's in franklin indiana but it's only about a half hour away and uh when i was in college i went to all of them and as a coach i've gone to all of them except one year i wasn't scheduled to go and our meet got canceled but this one didn't so i think i've seen every single one of these what year is that that would have been the year i taught at avon 2011 our meet got canceled but they had enough of a window that they could do this one. Yeah. Because it started off as just one race. Right. Right. Uh, well, you would have still been in high school when it started. And 07. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, it's a great, it's a great meet. It's awesome. It's so fun. Um, coaches look forward to it. Kids look forward to it. Um, parents enjoy it. It's a good atmosphere. It's a unique opportunity to get people down on the track, on the field, uh, running back and forth, showing the excitement, cheering for their friends and teammates. And we had beautiful weather. I mean, this might have been well, you talk about the first you've seen everyone except one or whatever. Um, no, I've seen them all. You OK, you've seen them all. You uh, Was this the best weather that you can remember, certainly in recent years? Yeah, I, I, you get to a point where it's ideal and it's like it can't get any better. Yeah. So this is this is one of the few ideal days I remember. It yeah. seems like most of the years, it's almost always just the way that the weather tends to work. It's almost always ideal by by eight thirty, nine o'clock at night in mid-April, anyways, in Indiana. But last year it was really, really tough early. And a lot of these years it's been really windy um raining it was raining sideways last year for some of those early ones and then it, it always tends to be nice by the end but it this this was this was ideal all night and then we were a little worried at times about maybe there's going to be a pop-up storm and something could happen um and we're kind of looking at that for next week too not that we can control the weather right uh but there's there's the atmosphere i think you you said that i was talking to eric kellison there for a while and um just kind of talking about he's an assistant principal now at Franklin Central. He was the longtime coach at Franklin Central. Again, had the idea for this meet many, many moons ago. And we were talking about one of the kids on, on our team um, who had a lot of success in cross country. And I was like, but, you know, it's, it's similar, but it's not the same thing. And, um, you know, we're hoping he can improve in track. And he, Eric said, like, hey, man, if you if a kid can't do it tonight in this atmosphere, it's probably not going to happen. And spoiler alert, he did it. The kid did it. He did it. Yeah. You know, and the other point to make here is that this was uh, 
one of the most competitive fields I think they've put together in a long time, right? The number of kids they had to turn away. And for the first time ever, so Sweetman said for the first time ever, uh, they had to turn girls away who had hit standard time. So um, just the the interest and across the state, <clears throat> north and south, pulling in athletes from Kentucky and Ohio, um, you know, this has just continued to grow and it's really exciting and fun. And, uh, you know, th this, you know, last night and then our showcase here the following Friday, um, you know, some of the best distance races we're going to see until that first weekend of June. And I, I don't know if other states have these, for instance, one of the kids on our team, um, previously went to school in Minnesota before his family moved down here and they have some sort of showcase meet, but it's, they have different distances. This is one where it's every, we've all agreed. We're all playing capture the flag. Come yeah. on out and play, play capture the flag with us. Don't try to play chess. And, uh, I, you know, we, we have our own showcase and I'm guessing other States have done this, but I think this, I think this was the first one. Yeah. I think this might've been the, the very first one. It's like, this is all we got this, yeah. this distance. And they've, you know, they have a four by two, which was exciting. Um, it was two hundredths of a second away from being even more exciting for us. Yeah. And, and then the, the 3200 showcase the next week, which is, you know, I don't want to say it was our idea. We just took this idea that was already in place and said, how about we do a little bit less than twice the distance. And I, we actually, I actually asked Matt Sweetman, who's the current coach at Franklin central, if it was okay with him. And he said, of course it's okay with me. That would be great. And because we want our kids to go to that too. And then there's going to be another showcase meet next week how excited are you then for back-to-back -back showcase meets to yeah. see all of the best kids again i mean it's so fun right i mean that's why these meets are put together so kids can run fast right it's it's often hard to run fast by yourself and you know you put together these showcase meets and you you know agree that we're going to do the mile or we're going to do the 3200 and you know we're all we're all going to go out there and and see what we can do on this day and you know, it's, it's not the end all be all by any means, but it's a really great opportunity for kids to run fast, um, you know, which is important, right? We're, we talk about competing for place and to win. And, you know, that, that is important in itself, but um, everybody uh, knows their time. Everybody remembers their PR, right? You talk to somebody, oh, I ran, oh, I ran cross country in high school. I ran track in high school. Yeah. What was your best time? Was your, everybody, you know, you know that, right? That's something that people can relate to, especially in track where, you know, there are more variables controlled for. So, um, you know, putting together the best in the state back to back, let's go run these two races. Uh, it's just so fun and so exciting and kids remember it and talk about it for, for years. So to pre quickly preview our showcase, me, the Carmel showcase, it's just 3,200. So Franklin Central has the four by eight. We didn't get much interest in the four by eight last year. And we decided let's just really, really recruit, try to get kids. This is your best chance to run 3,200. Um, most people don't like that, that distance and track, but the reason that they don't like it is because you're used to it in a dual meet and there's four kids running and it gets separate. Kids love cross country. Kids don't have a problem running for a long period of time. They just don't want to do it by themselves in a non-competitive environment. Right. And the 3,200 outside of the big meets tends to be not very competitive. It's going to be competitive on Friday at Carmel. It might rain, bring a jacket. So as of one 
15 p.m. on Saturday, and they close today. So if you're listening to this, it's probably already closed. Um, email email Taylor or I uh, at our Carmel Clay School addresses. If you need to get in, we might be able to work something out. Uh, don't don't bother Jeff Hester, who's the uh, meet director, I guess, and the assistant athletic director at Carmel. He's got too much stuff going on. Taylor and I will take care of you. As of right now, 80 girls entered, registered, 100 boys. And I know there's at least one other school that hasn't put their boys in that's going to have a decent amount. And that doesn't include 33 freshman boys. Yeah. So we're already at 213 entries, and there are way more girls entered than last year. Yeah. And I think I don't, I don't like that girls, I don't like that athletes didn't get in, but that's the reality of the situation at Franklin Central. Those yeah. fields were the 22 is as big as you can get. Right. Right. And, the, and, and Franklin Central and Matt um, and, and Brian before him have done a great job of maximizing the experience for the kids without, you know, the, and they know, we know that four is the max number of heats they can have. Yeah. And they have the four bite to make it more accessible for teams. Okay. You, you've got one kid. Maybe you don't want to make a trip down for just one kid, but throw in a four bite. Now you got five kids in it. Um, we've got more space on the track. And when I was talking with, with Sweetman uh, after the meet, he brought up a good point, which is like, well, you can have, you can have more kids in the races because they've got all more time to get separate. Right. So right. we, we've got the capacity to handle even more than that. Um, I think it's a good sign in some ways that they had to turn girls away because it means there's more interest on the girl's side. And that's, that is really important. And the there's more interest on the girl's side and there are more girls running times that hit mm -hmm. the standard, right? I mean, there are more, exactly. you know, sub five thirty, sub five twenty five girls. Yeah. And, and the same thing for our meet that we're already well ahead of the number of registrants from last year. I think last year we had like 63 or 65 girls and we're already at 80 and, and I'm, I'm hopeful maybe we can add another eight to 12 here now. And it is loaded. All of the best girls in the state have entered and almost all of the best boys in the state have, have entered. Yeah. It's going to be, again, like we talked about with the meet last night, this is the most competitive distance race that you'll see until the state meet, right? These two Fridays back to back. And then people sort of go their separate ways for a little bit with the invites and the relay meets. And then you which are also great. They're great. Yeah. But there's nothing like these, these sh two showcase meets. Yeah. And thanks to Eric Kellison for thinking of it. So we could copy your idea. Shout out Mr. Kellison. All right. Let's go through here. Let's kind of maybe just spend three to five minutes on each race. And then after the break, we'll get into the fast heats and just kind of the normal stuff that we like to talk about. So let's give the winner of each race and then maybe just our general thoughts. And th the earlier the races, the less that you and I had had uh, boys or girls running in, you know, the less thoughts we'll probably have because we weren't paying super close attention um, if our kids weren't in it. So the first heat for the boys, this is the first year of three heats, uh, they, three heats and they all filled. So 22 is the max. The first of three heats, and the winner was Riley Champ of Hamilton Southeastern, who ran 442.94, so really like 441 flat or so for 1,600 meters. That, that, that to me, kind of set the tone for the night that it's like, oh, buddy, like it's, yeah. it's going to be fast tonight. That These are kids who probably had seed times of like they'd run 455 or 456 or 452, 
and the kid comes out and runs for 1600 would have run 441 that uh whew. yeah i had the Good same start. thought we did in that first heat right that's kind of why i was paying attention you know hey we got there a couple hours ago then oh, there's something to do watch this on the track while well, the girls are getting warmed up leave them alone a little bit and uh you know as soon as i saw where those boys were crossing and just how fast it was, I thought, okay, good. This is a great sign for tonight, right? We're going to see some really fast times as the night goes on. And we certainly did. So you and I also want to just kind of highlight uh, one non-winner and non-hound, non-caramel runner. This yeah. is the one that stuck out to me. I know. I know. I'm a goon. John oh. Constantino from Garen. He had, he had run under five, but not by much. My man, Constantino, runs 448 for the full and finishes fifth. Like close, to, uh, so you know, 447 basically, maybe 446 high for 1600. It's like a 10 second PR for that guy. And I'm sure a lot of these guys ran huge PRs. I just know, you know, I know his coach and I know, I don't know the kid super well, but uh, that's a, it's a good, good start to the night for the, for the Garen goons of which I count myself. They're out there, Colin. Yeah. They're in the streets. They're on. We're on these streets. Uh, the winner of the second heat, Kalen D'Onofrio, 441.1. And he won by four tenths of a second over Peyton Wright of Princeton and then Logan Van Zant of Columbus North. All three of those guys ran 441 for, for the full mile. And it would have been, you know, probably more like 439 for six for 1600. Yeah. Uh, any, any takeaways from that race? Well, you know, just the Bloomington North boys altogether, right. They had, we'll talk about them here again, I think in the, in the next heat, but uh, Bloomington North's got some talented young boys on their team mm -hmm. and they're going to be super fun to watch here in the next couple of years. It was exciting yeah. to see a couple of young teammates up there. I mean, I mean this one for me, well, you know, we, we'll, we'll do, you know, you'll, you'll do your thing. The hounds will be up there, but you know, it's, uh, it's exciting for Bloomington North, right? A good crop of young boys. And, uh, you know, obviously they have a star senior and then they return a lot of depth beyond that. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens in, uh, Bloomington in the next few years. Yeah. Exciting, exciting times for Bloomington North. They've got a lot of potential, um, really for, for three more years. And then we mentioned Logan Van Zant, who goes to Columbus North. That's another school, right? That's typically year yeah. in, year out is good. Um, yeah. Obviously we've got, we've got two really, really good uh, freshman boys from Carmel. Um, and then a, a, a third that didn't run last night, but has, has potential as a freshman. The one I wanted to highlight here in fourth, Elijah Balbach from Brownsburg, 443 for the full. And I think, um, the, the last name sticks out because his, his dad was the cross-country coach, um, has now moved on, has a job outside of education, uh, but 443 for the full, so 441 for 1600, and I think that Elijah has run close to 10 minutes or maybe even under 10 minutes, and Brownsburg's got a lot of good young kids, and they've got a good, uh, the best eighth grade class of kids. Uh, is going into Brownsburg for next year. So Franklin Central has a really good freshman class and a good eighth grade class. You know, Carmel tends to bring in some some good kids. We have a really good eighth grade class as well. Um, yeah. And and Brownsburg and then and then Bloomington North. I think those are those are maybe four four programs to watch in the future, uh, as well as you know some of the schools that are always good. 
Fishers is always good. Um, Hamilton Southeastern schools, schools like that. So a lot of, a lot of good, young, exciting talent at those schools. And then the fast heat, we have talked about this kid in the past, not for his exploits over 1600 meters uh, or a mile as it was on Friday, Caleb, I think it's, I think it's winders. It might be winders. And I feel bad because I did talk, his mom was taking pictures and I was able to talk to her for a little bit. She said she likes the podcast. Um, Caleb 429.55 for the full. So we're looking at like 427 high for 1600. And I think he's already run, it's either 155 or 156. Uh, and that is, boy, that's fast. That is fast for anybody, particularly a freshman boy. My gosh, that's incredible. So, um, yeah, he's going to be fun to to continue to watch and uh, see what kind of range he's got all together. Um, how about Hunter Panning in that heat for Concordia Lutheran, continuing on the uh, Panning legacy um, for that school? So yeah, I don't know. I should ask Derek may know, or I could text Scott Stefan, who's a coach at Concordia, and ask. I don't know if that, you know, Zach Panning is probably 27 or 28 years old now. I suppose that could be a brother or it could be more like a nephew. Nephew, cousin, yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, so Caleb Winders, uh, or, or Winders, I apologize if I, well, I said one of them incorrectly because I said them both, uh, wins 429. And then his teammate, Jacob Mitchell, uh, 431 flat. So 429 for 1600. Then Brandon Haas of Brownsburg, we talked about Brownsburg, 431 yeah. for the full. So that's also probably 429. I, you know, we, there's certain signs as the, as the night goes on, you see this in cross country too, like on years that the girls go first, I kind of know about the times that the girls run or the best times. And so if the girls run really good times, sometimes I'll just say to the boys, like, uh, it's running pretty fast, you know, like Audrey, Audrey Ricketts ran 1855. It's running pretty fast. Thomas yeah. is like, hell yeah, I'm about to run fast too. <laughs> uh, but this, this to me was like the sign that I actually timed our kids yeah. for 1600. So right off the bat, before you even have to mention like, Hey, by the way, your time is 437, but it's actually, so yeah. our, our, our guy, Carter Burr runs 435 for 1600. He was seventh. Yeah. And they, they awarded the top six and he was, he was close to six. He was right behind Hunter Panning, who you mentioned, but like, man, it, it's, it's the environment. It's um, a, a really good class. And obviously the shoes help a decent amount. We're kind of entering this, this brave new world of yeah. shoe technology, uh, helping to, to increase or, or speed up the times. But man, 435 for 1600 is typically right, right in the mix to win. And it was seventh. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't get any, you know, he didn't get anything other well. than a, you got a, a good a good job from his coach and uh yeah, grass grass fed grass fed beef jerky and uh yeah. cheese it's as much as you can eat. Cheese yeah. it's as far as the eye could see. Buffet. So there's some fruit snacks over there, you know. Their mom brought a Gatorade. I mean, you know, he got something out of it. Yeah, as much Gatorade as you could drink. Uh this this was an interesting race. Let's move on uh past the freshman race to the four by eight. Girls yes. went first. Valparaiso runs 925 which was is that the second best time and second or third best time in the state this year it's the best outdoor time 
It's the best outdoor time. I think it's the third best in the state this year. Um, you know, like you said, Valpo, this was uh, obviously a race that I paid more attention to uh, than the freshman boys. And uh, for good reason, they they ran incredibly fast. Um, like you said, that's quick uh, indoor or quick outdoors um, anytime, really. Um, and they went out there on their own. They had a couple girls race in the I mean, they, they had the lead on. right away. Yeah. And they had a couple of girls in the mile uh, after. So it just, you know, are they playing, you know, cause you got to think about, okay, well, what do they have in them? What are they, but um, wow, that was just incredibly impressive to see um, that time early. And um, yeah, they're, they're going to be a team. There's Tim, you know, I wish we had seen them at the HSR finals, right? Valpo chose not to attend, right? There's a long way to go. A lot of the teams up in the region don't. Yeah. And it might've been their spring break even. Okay, where they had spring break, but like you said, there are a lot of teams up there that, who don't. So, um, you know, that would have been really fun to see them up against us, us being Carmel, um, but also Noblesville and Northview, two teams that um, placed up high, um, you know, at the HSR finals, which was the most competitive four by eight to date. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's incredible. They're they're in contention to to win. They're defending champs. Um, they lost their stud anchor, but um, obviously they didn't necessarily lose much of a step there. So, we'll see. So I talked to John uh, Aradonda, who's their coach afterwards. I don't think this is a secret. And I was like, are those your four best girls? And he said they had two in the mile and one of them is for sure on the four by eight. And the other one is like, she might be on it, but it's not a discernible, like if we put her on, it's going to help us a lot. So their best girl didn't run on that because she ran in the mile. Um, so that's probably a contender outdoors you mentioned you know carmel noblesville um who are the top two at hsr columbus north, north. could certainly put it together yeah. uh for that valparaiso will be up there you know northview led for 3100 meters of the four by eight they could they could be up there as well those are probably the five contenders the other one that impressed me was indian creek 938 and uh their best girl ran in in the mile and they were way up there time-wise or way down there time-wise i guess i don't know which way you'd say it at the hsr finals at the small school yeah yeah but we didn't get to see them run at the at the against those other top teams uh, i think probably around, were they around 936 for hsr small schools it sounds right and then they ran 938 and that's on on uh friday night and that's without their their best girl yeah yeah uh, but then you've got decisions to make as a coach too that if you know can you what, what do you value more? You know, if, if you've got an individual contender, I, I don't think you'd run them on a relay before the individual race, but if you've got someone that, that could get a medal in the individual race, but you get a medal as a team, you just, you got to figure, figure that out and see, see what you value boys four by eight Brownsburg, eight Oh seven 31 Carmel, eight Oh seven 32, but Taylor, it was, it was closer than it sounds. Yeah, it was. We were right there at the line, and we we were hoping that uh, we'd score one for the good guys there. But uh, Brownsburg with uh, an impressive finish and way to hold them off. So yeah, I don't know. So four four or so boys handed off in around two oh one after the first leg. Brownsburg was up there. Carmel was up there. I don't know exactly who the other two schools were. It might have been Lawrence North uh columbus north maybe up there um there were four or five schools and they were all right around 201 
we take we being Carmel take the lead on a two flat on the second leg, hold it with a two oh four on the third leg, and then Brownsburg takes the lead with probably three hundred meters to go and opens up a pretty big lead, and then uh, Carmel charges back there in the last hundred, and it comes down to a photo finish. And the question is, is it the baton or is it the chest of the runner holding the baton? And the answer is, it's the chest of the runner holding the baton. Um, and so it was it was Brownsburg on that with uh, one hundredth of a second between those two schools. So Brownsburg's anchor probably went one fifty seven or one fifty eight because our guy went too flat. Yeah, great anchor leg for them. Nice job. Girls mile heat one. Hallie Miller of Northview five fifteen seventy two. And this wasn't a photo finish, but it was certainly decided in the final stretch. Audrey Ricketts of Carmel, shout out. Not my sister, but not not my sister either. 516.43 for Audrey, so 514 high for 1600. Uh, I would imagine big PRs for both of them. One of them we can certainly confirm. Yeah. Uh, Hallie Miller has been you know running really well. She's part of that Northview crew that you know, was on that 4x8 at HSR Finals and um, has had a really great season and, and you know, showed it there again here uh, last night. So that was really impressive. And, um, you know, we'll we'll get uh, Miss Ricketts some accolades here later on. But I uh, was really proud of her, a girl who typically runs the 800, 400, you know. And she's a good she's distance good. runner. So she's she can do distance. other events. She's not just limited to 800. Just because oh, it's her best one. Right. And she she's learning that slowly and we are uh, we're teaching not, her that she's a 19 flat 5k not that girl. slowly right well yeah but she's a 19 flat uh 5k girl who uh ran that's good that's she's a good distance that's good. and she's she got can run 19 right. flat and she can run 59 and hey guess what we're gonna find out what she can run for 3200 meters at our caramel showcase coming up here this friday it's going to be good conditions for distance running might want to bring a jacket uh do you have i have one if you don't you have a, a non Non-winner, non-hound highlight. You go. You hit it. Bailey Freeze from Garrett. Bailey runs 520 for the full. I'm doing a lot of Garrett here. I'm just realizing that. <laughs> Maybe next time we'll do non, non-hound, non-eagle. Uh, yeah. So 518 for 1600. She was the key to, to Garrett. I think this is her first year as a distance runner, first year doing cross country. And um, she was the key to Garrett's state meet team garen is in a good position after the realignment yeah not not great um but certainly a, a good position it's not a more competitive path than it was prior to this with some of those uh you know usual suspects leaving garen's path and uh this is a this that's a big it's a big step for bailey big step bailey we call her big step bailey Congratulations to Garen Goon. Uh, boys Mile, Heat One, J.D. Haynes takes over. Uh, young young guy, I think he's a sophomore from Bishop Chittard, 423.99 for the full mile. Uh, he just got under uh, Jackson Tuck from Chesterton, 424.51 for Jackson. Uh, so 423.99 would be, you know, 422.1600. Th this was another one of those that like, oh my gosh, the winner of the first of four heats, the winner of the slow heat yeah. was 422 for 1600. Yeah. 
Um, my highlight here, Dominic Dionafrio, right? Hey, again, another Bloomington North kid. We talked about his younger brother earlier on, right? Yeah, Look so up. the younger brother won his freshman heat. Yeah. And then, well, I mean, I guess it, it could be, they could be cousins, you know? Well, maybe, but, you know. They're, they're probably brothers. Probably brothers are certainly related somehow. I mean, it's just a guess, right? But, you know, I probably related to Tony in some ways as well. I mean, if you go back far enough, we're all related. Go back far enough, yeah. Um, but anyway, shout out to uh you're you're the Garen Goon here, and I'm I'm big on Bloomington North today. So they just think they're they're a really impressive team on the boys' side. Taylor Marshall, big cougar guy. We've always big said cougar. It. I love cougars. You know what? I'm gonna give me a shirt that says I heart cougars. Yeah, that's good. You should wear it to competitions too. Yeah, because I'm 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 a big fan of Bloomington North and what they've done here so far. So I heart. Yeah, it's the, that's the only possible connotation to that. I don't I don't see any issue with it. I I don't either. Uh, girls Mile Heat Two. Okay, they've got the name listed some here differently. This is a, this is going to be a big Bloomington North podcast here. <sighs> the Cougar guys here today. Uh, yeah. I believe her name is Nola Summers Glenn. Yes. Okay. It is listed in the results as Glenn Nola Summers. This was the least competitive race. And what I mean by that was uh, 10 minutes, but we can get through these is that I think this was the widest margin of victory other than uh, maybe the girl's fastest heat was a little bit bigger than this, but Nola. Go ahead. Well, Nola. uh, Yeah, it was, it was fairly competitive with with the Meads. Uh, You know, Haley Mead was out there up front um with peck and paw and and summers glenn and then um you know it was nola put down a big anchor or sorry big uh big kick there in her final lap um to really separate uh from the field right i didn't catch her her closing 400 um it was fast yeah yeah i mean she ran away by far so um if anybody has that i'd be kind of curious just to see maybe you know what We'll probably see that on the uh, HSC CC dad. Give him a shout out here on the podcast. He he'll probably have. Uh, yeah, if you wanted to see that, you could easily time it. Yeah, check that out. And see get a monster kick to finish her sixteen or full mile. Excuse me, Colin. Yes, and uh, she pulled away from the field. Uh, she has. You know, you you see the results from these kids, but if they don't go to your school. Yeah, or they're not your kid. You don't necessarily watch them run all that much, right? But you're damn sure watching the kid that wins at the end of these. So this is the first time I've really kind of seen her run or paid attention specifically to her because she was winning the race. She has all of the tools to be an excellent distance runner at the next level. So I, I think she's a junior. She she may be a senior, but this is somebody um, that if if colleges can get can get her in i think she could be really really good at the next level um as as she can get kind of more more training and more um more more focus and more more volume potentially Uh, by the way she's a junior she's currently a junior yeah college coaches can talk to juniors uh you got a highlight from this race if you don't i got one uh go ahead four north central runners in the top eight yeah 515 515 516 517 and those were all for the full mile so we're talking five 513 to 515 for 1600 for them and i believe three of them are coming back next year 
because they're still going to be in high school, right? Uh, two of these girls are coming back next okay. year, Elizabeth Rocchio and Kaylina Matthews, plus Maddie Rocchio um, ran a 5-14, 5-15 for her full. And another heat. Okay, so that must have been what I was thinking of. In the boys' mile, heat two, Ryan York of Hanover Central, 422-64 for the full. And this was a very close race up front. There's 423, 423, 424, and then 424, all for the full mile. Um, the top, the top five separated by just two, two seconds there. You got a highlight of that one? Uh highlight on this one. How about uh let's see? Tate Meow. Love that. Anyway, he ran really well. Again, we talk about these powerhouse schools, uh, Fishers being one of them and, um, you know, continuing to, to be up there and, and improve. So shout out Tate. That's great foreshadowing for later because the Fishers boys had an excellent day uh, across the board. Girls Mile Heat 3, Heidi Mead from Princeton, 506-44. And she beats us another school we talked about, Elia Hayes of Northview, who was 507-94. And those two separated themselves from the field uh, by a decent amount. Yeah, uh, Heidi went up front and kind of, you know, pushed the pace and and kept it moving and going. And, um, you know, that, that was really strong. We mentioned Maddie Rocchio again, 514 for her full right as another girl who comes back and um earlier in the podcast we discussed valpo's four by eight and uh cheyenne stock their their best girl who did not run on that four by eight but mm -hmm. she did run a 515 for her full to put her sixth in that heat so she and her ran teammate elizabeth Earhart. so this i guess this is kind of a split non-hound non-winner highlight between maddie rocchio and then the duo from valpo yeah. uh they're so they're both 515 for the full mile. So 513, 514, 4, 1600. Um, it's hard to do this, but uh, what is, what do you think maybe that could convert to for a four by eight split? 513 for 1600 would be to 15 to 17. Okay. You're, you're more aggressive than I, and you would know probably a little bit better than I do because you've done this for the last several years with the girls um i was gonna say more like 219 maybe that, that's that's a little too conservative maybe but i, I also know that stock i think as she ran on their four by eight last year at state and they were state champions so mm -hmm. um you know that that seems to be of, of you know comparable level right there you know something go about 515 i also think about a couple of the girls on on my team you know okay she could run 515 and she also runs about a 217 you know so that Right. It seems well, and it, it could be, you know, you have a girl that runs 515 who maybe runs 1110 for 3200. And then yeah. maybe that's more like 219 or 220. Yeah. Or you have yeah. a girl that runs 515 who runs 59. Just thinking yes. of one in particular that we know. And right. she runs 59 for 400 and 515. Like, yeah, that might be more like a 214, 215. Yeah. Uh, boys heat three so this is the penultimate heat the second fastest heat matthew kim from fishers he's had a great spring so far 
He runs 4.1807 for the full, so 4.16 high probably for 1,600. And he outdueled Griffin Wheeler. This is one of my teams. We all kind of randomly pick teams that we like or keep our eye on. Griffin Wheeler from Greenfield Central, 4.1878 for the full. Jaron Weinel of Jasper, 4.1941 for the full. And then Sam Quagliaroli, 4.2031. Jack Weber of Garen Catholic, 4.2053. And that's for the full. So that would be 4.18 high, 4.19 flat uh, for 1,600.00. Uh, that's my highlight. Do you have another one to throw on top of any of those? Or I was going to talk with your uh, – There's well, there's no Bloomington North uh, Cougar here to pick in this heat, so I had to – I'm going to be the Garen Goon here and, and go along with you and Jack Weber uh, with his uh, fifth-place finish right there. So and, and I think, you know, Andy was on the podcast talking about the HSR finals, and that was his highlight was that, you know, Jack had that accident um, and lost a lot of – training time and a really, you know, really serious accident. And we are very, very fortunate that, you know, it, it wasn't worse that he's able to kind of get back and just be a normal kid again. And then just <laughs> come out and run in, in perfect conditions was pretty cool. Yeah. See, see what, see what the, see what the Eagles can fly here over April and May. Um, let's get into the fast heat. Maybe talk about the uh, teams that aren't Bloomington North and Garen. <laughs> Talk about our own team a little bit, uh, personal highlights and all that after the break. Former Carmel High School and Indiana University runner Ben Veach has started a coaching program. Ben is offering personal coaching for any level of runner from middle school, high school, college, or post-collegiate, and any distance from the 800 to the marathon Ben is a former 10-time high school state champion, I have great memories from that, 7-time Big Ten champion, 3-time NCAA All-American, and now runs professionally for Under Armour in Flagstaff, Arizona. For a monthly fee, Ben is offering complete training plans, workouts, mentoring, race strategy, and unlimited communication through text, calls, or email. If you're looking to get the most out of yourself and your training, you can contact Ben through Instagram or email. Ben's Instagram is bveachxc, that's B as in boy, V as in Victor, E-A-T-C-H-X-C. Ben's email is ben underscore veach at yahoo.com, that's ben underscore veach, B-E-N-V-E-A-T-C-H at yahoo.com. And we're back. Okay, let's go through the fast heats. And then we want to talk about, you know, what does this what does this mean? And then go through the normal stuff that, that we typically do, uh, Coach's Corner, personal highlight, and uh, our fantasy track draft. Okay, girls went first at this meet. The winner, Sophia Kennedy, 449.18 for a full mile. So we're talking 447 high for uh, 1,600. Addison Canablo of Fort Wayne Homestead. 455 56 so 454 flat 453 high for 1600 julia score from chatard 456 97 so 455 for 1600 summer rempy from noblesville 457 37 so 455 high for 1600 lily baker from columbus north 
459.25, so 457 for 1600. Joey Rastrelli from Warsaw, 459.32, so 457 for 1600. Were you surprised at the margin of victory in this? I was not. I think Sophia Kennedy, um, who had run just a hair faster, think her 1600 is a 443, 445-ish um, that she had run indoors earlier, uh, kind of showed that she was the class of the field. Um, there are certainly some other girls, I think, across the state who could be in contention later in the year, but they didn't participate. And that's not Sophia's problem. So um, she went to the front and she very clearly set her pace and pulled away from the field and just kept going. Um, you know, she's a, a very accomplished distance runner, obviously. I mean, you know, there's just stating the, the obvious here, right? I mean, what are you going to say? She's, she's Sophia Kennedy. Um, so I not surprised when someone goes out there and just delivers at a level um, in which you, you suspect. So uh, I thought she she looked great and um, just confident, strong, and uh, kept pushing. Any so the top the top six rather all under five minutes. Yeah. Anybody among the top six surprising to you? Well, uh, I don't know, but so, well, it was okay. Summer Rimpy, who broke five for the first time. Um, you know, she runs a 457 for her full. So, you know, 455 ish, you know, depending on the, the conversion there. Um, I think she had split maybe a 212 and 800, um, at the HSR finals yeah. on her four by eight. So, um, you know, she's, but she's also, again, we talk about this with our own teams and on the podcast here, she's also one of their best cross country girls. Yeah, and she's just, a good distance runner. She's a good distance runner, right? She can do it all. And I believe she may from time to time hop in on their four by four, if not a regular appearance. Oh, she, ha she has to be the best girl over 400 meters, right? Oh, I, she runs I 212. Also. Yeah. So she's, so she's got range and she runs really well. And so, you know, she dipped below five for the first time and that was really impressive. And then the, the freshman Julia score, I believe also. That, broke five that was the one that was, I guess, I don't know that surprising is the right word. We just haven't seen yeah. enough of her on the track, and certainly in competitive environments, but like the first big mile or 1600 that you run and it's under five minutes. Like that's, yeah. that's I want to say she was like 506 ish, like the week before Bishop Chattard hosted an invite. And I think I want to say she's around 506 is for the 1600, but um obviously and she probably she, won by half the track or whatever yeah she had some more in the tank and just you know went um and again so a couple sub uh five girls had took sub five to make the podium right there this year i want to say the girls standard is a 502 mid or 502 high um so i think we're going to see that end up dropping for for next year um because yeah, i wonder faster you, than that more than likely you think, to score. do you think then there will be more than 27 runners at the state meet in the 1600 i guess it, it really comes down to this in our regional who's going to do what is the girls is the girls uh the girls regional at lafayette jeff it is a lafayette jeff yeah. so are there more than six girls that run faster than 502 or 503, whatever the standard is? And I, I think that's possible. But like you mentioned, who's going to do what? One of those girls is Summer Rempe that, that is, it feeds into that region that could run that. She's not going to run the 1600. She's just not. So, yeah, right, we'll she, she will more than likely run the four by eight open eight, but 
but here are two two other girls that do feed into that regional that could run 502 uh and that did that did run under 502 for 1600 maggie powers and elizabeth butler from hse are they both in it jesse jessica hegedus 504 it, you know so she could be five is she in it those girls may be in the 16th they may be in the 32 bridget gallagher didn't run yeah and if she runs she's going to be under 502 does she do that does she do the 800 does she do the 3200 does she do the four by i mean there's all those options yeah. uh, i just had to mention i had to get garen in at some point in the second oh, half, of course so. yeah no, they were actually obligated. Yeah, emotionally obligated at least. I don't know about contract. We don't actually have a contract because we don't make any money off of this. Whatever money I made, I lost at dinner last night. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? Let's let's mix our topics then. Now that we're on the girls' side, does this? Do you think the outcome of this changes anything in the whole landscape of the season? For instance, I, I I think I think the assumption was probably that Sophia Kennedy would run the thirty two hundred only at yeah. the state meet. Does yeah. this change that? Do you think? No. Okay. No. I I don't. In that particular case, I think the answer is definitely no. I have no inside information. I've never asked you know Sophia or her coach or her dad or anything. But um, you, you know I, and I say this with a lot of respect to Sophia Kennedy. I I don't know if she's the best 1600 meter runner on her team you know Gretchen Farley may have her I think they're that, the top two though well so the top, one, I guess I think they're two of the top three I think yeah. I think any of those three girls could win if we did yeah. it just dawned on me that Sutherland didn't run last night no she also did not run so you know she we, is entered for next Friday she she is and so, and so is, is Sophie Sophia Kennedy Sophia Kennedy and so is Gretchen Farley correct and so they you know so if you're if your daughter's not in, in or your your athlete's not in, hey, go so, ahead. And so is Addison Cabello who finished right. second. Yeah. So I, I think that, you know, no, I don't think that changes anything. So I is think Joey Rostrelli who finished sixth, and so is Lily Baker that finished fifth. And so is Julia Kiesler who won the 3,200 at the HSR finals and beat Addison Canapa. I think Sorry, we're up ahead. to like 12 sub-11 girls on that list, I believe. I think you're so, right. Yeah. So, I, no, to answer your question, though, again – um, I don't think it changes anything for Kennedy. I think it's great that she won. I think that she showed why she should have won because she was clearly the class of the field last night. Um, I think more generally speaking for other athletes, does this change anything? Mm, probably not in of itself, but I do think that when you have these showcase meets at Franklin Central and at Carmel, and you gather the best distance runners in the state and you you go head to head and you see kind of where you stack up. I think it's a it's a solid benchmark for what could happen at the tournament or, or at the state meet in particular. Right. I mean, you know, you have to make some of these decisions. And that's kind of what we talked about with that girls 1600 regional. Right. Is that, you know. Summer Impy, is she going to, is she not going to? She's just an example here, right? But you have to make these decisions about what's the best for your team, what's best for your athlete, what's that path to the state meet really look like for them. And being able to uh, set up an environment which we could see both fast times, but also a head-to-head competition, I think can help make a decision. But I don't think, again, we're we're like six weeks away from the state meet, right? That it it shouldn't be an end-all be-all. And we'll probably talk about this here in one of these other heats in a second, but it it should 
it, yeah, is it an indicator? Is it is it something down the line? It is something. It's not nothing. Is it a guarantee of anything? Absolutely not. That there's still a long way to go. And, you know, the, I even said this, you know, to our girls last night when we were done, was that, hey, a couple of you ran your best time ever. That's super awesome. We're really proud of you. Like, great job. And then, you know, a couple others were, were pretty solid. And I said, if you're really happy with how things went, that's great. Let's just keep doing the things that we're doing. And if you weren't all that thrilled with how things went, uh, you know, let's just keep doing what we're doing, right? Because I think overall, we're doing the right kinds of things. And I think that any any coach who's happy uh, in general in general about his his or her athletes, um, you know, you, you should just kind of continue to, to press on, right? That this is, again uh uh take your temperature at at these showcase meets and then you know so take care of the if you and i both done track for a while and we've both been coaches of teams that at times were contenders for the overall team and when you're a contender for the overall team and you're a coach or one of the coaches your main thing is to talk the kids into what you can do to help the team Yes. So let me, let me give you, you're just going to say, yeah, I'm sure. But let me give you like, do you agree with this? This is, as you're thinking through at the tournament, this is the pecking order of things. One, is your team a contender? If so, we've got to go, we've got to go for whatever gives us the most amount of points. Right. Two, do you have a kid that could win the individual title? Next step. Do you have a relay that could win individually? Yeah then I think it's like a tie of do you have an individual that could score or do you have a relay that could score? And I think the, I think the individual that can score takes precedence over the relay that can score. Okay. This is where you and I will disagree because we think we were on the same page up until then. I think where where I'm coming from in that if it's if it's that close, you have an individual who might score or a relay that might score. I I guess I would prefer to see four girls on the medal stand celebrating and excited about how they did than just one. You know, like I think I think it's legitimate. I'm not. I think, I think ultimately it's up to the kid. Yeah, I. But I, I think, think could. I think especially if they're younger, you know, like are coming back again, like not the one kid is the example, but you know, when I'm talking about four athletes mm-hmm. that I think that gets kids excited. Because and- it, now at the school that we coach at, it's possible that you got it. You've got a girl that could score, let's say in the open 800 or a boy yeah. that could score in the 1600. Yeah. And finish. He's not going to win, but he could finish in the top nine, but not going to contend for the win. Right. It's possible that you might take that kid, not run him and still score whatever, but there's only a couple schools where you can do that. Right. So you're saying you think relay is, you think the relay trumps individual when it's just scoring or getting a medal. Yes. Because I think that gets more kids with medals on the stand excited is particularly if they're coming back again and then you could, you know, figure out again, it, it, this assumes that the team contention isn't a factor, right? Right. right. I, that, I think again, it's up to the kid. You end up ultimately you ask the kid, what do you want to do? And you kind of respect the wishes of the kid. I think in a vacuum, it's of course you and I are really used to you say, what do you think? And the kid says, whatever you think I want, I'll do whatever you think. It's like, okay, but I want your opinion here. 
in a vacuum, I actually think that it's more about the individual in that case that finishing fifth or seventh in the 1600 is takes precedence over a team that could finish fifth or seventh or ninth in the four by eight. Yeah. I'm a big four by guy. You are, yeah. Um, let's get into the boys' race. This was surprising. It was surprising. Uh, let's talk about the race. Martin Barco the fourth from Martinsville. 408.94 for the full mile. So 407 low for 1600. And I believe that's also a new meet record. Cole Matisson from Carmel, shout out. 411.36 for the full. And then Cameron Todd of Burbuff, 414.06 for the full. Braden Hinkle from Franklin Central, we call him the Fieldhouse, 414.69 for the full. Nice. Kyle Clark from Bloomington North. There you go, Bloomington North. Fifth, 414.97 for the full. Will Conway of Floyd Central, 415.60 for the full. And then the next four, Nate Killeen, Matthew Helton, Will Russell, Tony Provenzano. Man, that was a loaded race. Those are the top 10. The 10th kid was second in the state meet in cross country. So yeah. Will Russell ran 415 on the anchor of the winning DMR. Uh, and runs 415 again for 1600. Matthew Helton from Zionsville, uh, one of the best kids on the second place team in cross country. And obviously we know that nasty Nate Killeen has quite a uh, range in distance races. And uh, the 800-1600 is kind of right in his wheelhouse. So, so nasty Nate runs 415 high for the full, 414 low for 1600 and, and he gets Carter Bird, right? He goes. He goes away with nothing other than good, good memories. And uh, I, you know, I don't know if North Central had an unlimited supply of grass-fed uh, beef jerky. Uh, that, that's, but that's not the story. The story is Martin Barco winning and beating Coleman Teeson. Yeah, that it was surprising. Um, shout out to Barco, uh, who had a hard-fought, well-earned win over Cole. Um, Cole led the first about 1400 meters, you'd say, maybe that sounds right. Where we were standing, we basically yeah. stood in the same area the whole, the whole meet to what because we had we had kids in almost every race. Yeah. Um, we couldn't see across the track, but I, yeah, I, I think, I think, uh, Barco probably took the lead at about 150 meters. I haven't, I haven't yet gone through and watched the, uh, race. they are up. Uh, I during the intermission here, the break, I did take a look and they are up. I just haven't had a chance to watch them yet. So, um, but you know, so uh, Cole set a pace, I believe he came through at about 60, 61 for the first quarter. Is that yeah, right? I think uh, for 400, I think he was about that. And then I, I he was like 203, 204 yeah. through 800 meters. Yeah. Um, and they, he never just quite got a gap on the field. They all kind of stayed close enough. And and um, for obviously. the first about a thousand meters, it was Braden Hinkle who was on Cole's mm -hmm. heels. Um, you know, the, the field house. The field house, right? Known. The senior on his own on his home track there. Um, you know, was giving Cole all he had. You and, know, I'm I'm a Carmel guy, obviously, and I'm a Garen Goon. Yeah. You know this, but I want to put it on the podcast. I'm a Franklin Central guy by marriage. I married into it. You've got a lot of connections across the state. Yeah. Um, said, and I'm sure your wife is proud every day. 
gets to yeah, I married that guy. Uh, yeah, you know what I I'm claiming as being a Franklin Central person by marriage, but I don't know that she's claiming being a Snyder. Yeah, I didn't hear her chime in yeah. from the background to say, yeah, that's my man right there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, back to the race itself, Barco stayed close. And then just had a just a nasty kick there to finish. And we're standing, you know, near the right at the finish line or maybe what, five, 10 meters past the finish line. And um, I watch the final turn and uh, Barco come. He's the he's the first guy we see off the turn. And then there's Cole. But from our vantage point, you know, 120 meters, 110 meters away, you know, we think, all right, well, we, how close is this? Right. And mm-hmm. Cole, who's can split 151 or whatever it's like well we'll can and has yes yeah yeah you know he okay he's he's been out steps so far but he's he's gonna charge all the way down the line and this will be a la 2022 and matisse and steals it at at the line and and that never came to be that barco never let him back in the race and uh kept charging through the finish and um it was surprising and uh an impressive run by uh the junior from martinsville um so it's it's kind of awkward right because you know i am the boys coach at carmel i have known cole matisson since he was like 13 years old and i am his coach um so obviously i wish that cole would have won uh and you wish that cole would have won yeah because you also work at that school and your friend is his coach yeah Um, and sometimes cole gives me a fist bump because he's that nice of a guy well and i you know i i think we probably should spend 90 seconds or so to talk about cole's fundraiser which is cole has and i put the link up on indiana runner cole has started a fundraiser for the make-a-wish foundation and he has someone that he knows that is going through cancer treatment and she gets to make a wish and he wanted to find some way to give back. And I'll, I'll, I'll say this about Cole. The most impressive thing to me is someone that again, has known him since he was probably 13 years old um, and is now, you know, 18 years old is that Cole understands his place and his platform as this great distance runner. And I think this, this Cole typifies gen z which is they understand how to use their voice how to use the internet how to use social media in ways that like you and i who are millennials don't i mean maybe have an idea right because we are talking into microphones right now that are hooked up to our computers for a podcast to promote the sport that we're passionate about and but cole knows that uh this is going to be longer than 90 seconds i suppose that like I have a way to do something really positive because I have this this gift to run fast for long distances. Um, and he has set a goal to raise $10,000 and he's almost 70% of the way there right now, which is a massive amount of money for yeah. a high school kid to raise. Um, and what ties into last night is that every year there's a theme so the kids come out and they talk to each other beforehand because it's easy. You don't have to like get somebody's home phone number anymore. You know, like you just add them on Snapchat and it's not weird. Um, and you you just say, okay, this is the theme. And one kid decides on. So the girls theme was uh, sunglasses, right? They all came out, they had sunglasses on. Awesome, cool. And uh, last year, the boys, I think was jerseys. 
Yeah, that sounds right. And they all had That's jerseys. Right. One kid had a Victor Oladipo Pacers jersey, and I was like, I hope that kid gets last. Um, sorry if it was nasty, Nate. Uh, he knows better than that. <laughs> okay, good. And um, the boys a few years ago, and the girls has been USA, whatever. Cole talked all these boys into doing orange. Yes. Orange is the color, like pink is the color for breast cancer awareness or support. Orange is the color for leukemia awareness or support. And it was, gosh, it's been almost 10 years now, right? Chuck Pagano had uh, leukemia. Reggie Wayne wears orange gloves for a game. And the NFL goes, you play for the Colts, you can't wear orange gloves and find them like $50,000 because the NFL does stupid crap like that. Um, anyways, he talked all the boys into doing this. And that was the theme yesterday was orange. And it was in honor of his uh, friend that has leukemia, um, is finishing her cancer treatments, and he's doing this for Make-A-Wish. So anyways, go on the thing if you want to do um, if you feel uh, like you can do it, uh, do a, a, a small donation. Hey, uh, what Cole run last night? Four eleven. Do four dollars and eleven cents. Yeah. There you go. Um, Martin Barco ran four oh eight. Do four dollars and eight cents. Yeah. Uh, for it, but yeah. You know so I, and it, I don't. I don't want to take away from 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 Martin's race and talk about all these great things that the second place guy is doing. But I I think that that warrants mention. Sure. But it is, there's something surprising every year. This is one of the more surprising ones that I've seen. And I've seen them all. There was a year yeah. Curtis Carr won. I think that was the very first year when Curtis Carr beat uh -huh. um, Deshaun Turner. There was a year Drew Gamble won from Shackamack. Um, I, th I think Drew Gamble went on to win an event at the state meet. Um, but this may be the most surprising outcome because of how, obviously, how heavy of a favorite Cole would have been going in. Yeah. Because this was a guy that ran... 844 and 405 uh if you convert to 1600 and 3200 uh yeah. a, a few months ago so for, you know for for martin barco to win that race and it wasn't like he caught a guy on a double or whatever he he legitimately won the race because we all agreed to play capture the flag right well and i i would go back to you know what i had said earlier when, when you had asked you know, what does all this mean? These, you know, the miracle mile, the showcase meets, you know, what, what does that really mean for the future of the season? And that is it, you're a contender. Barco is a contender, right? I think he earned that right last night. He's a name to pay attention to in the tournament, particularly at the state meet. Does that mean he's the favorite? I had a different favorite in mind, uh, both in my head and in my heart. But I think that, you know, again, we're we're yeah. six weeks away and there's a lot of things that can happen so whether you are the martin barco in the example and you're super happy and excited and pumped about what you did last night as you should be like for sure go celebrate and you earn that man like congratulations that was awesome just continue to do the things you're doing and work hard over the next six weeks and see what happens the first weekend of june and if you're the cole matison of the example then hey man like it's six weeks away from some bigger goals that we have and you're doing all the right things and everything will be fine. And you had a crazy photo finish the previous year. And then the following week at the showcase, some other weird things happened in your home track. And then uh, guess what you did at the state meet as your as a junior, right? So th there's a way to spin it for both perspectives here that should make your athlete, boy, girl, win, lose, happy, not whatever, uh, walk away knowing that this is one 
little blip on the radar, regardless of that's a, a positive or negative, and and it's all good. That's I mean that's a good way to put it. It's like, well, he's so you know Martin Barco wins. It it would be totally unreasonable to say is he a contender? Oh no, there's no way he's gonna he's gonna win in June. Like, well, he won last night. Yeah. So he beat everybody, and everybody was there. There's not like, well, this yeah, person like, was at a different meet. Where like everybody yeah. was there, and he won. So yeah, on the boys' side, all the big time contenders were there. There were a couple of big girls who were missing, but you know, whatever. Um, coaching corner. Uh, let's do this. We'll we'll do short answers on this one. All right. Because we've talked about, does this change the landscape of the season? You, you as a coach, have a plan for what the season is, but every time you have a meet, especially a big meet, that has the potential to change the what you're thinking later on. Yeah. Does anything that you saw last night change your thinking? For me and my team? Yes. No. Same answer. Uh, what would you now, do training-wise this week? Oh, go ahead. I, I would say... No, yeah, again, the answer is no. And you said short answer. So I now I'm now I'm kind of cheating the system here. But I, I think that you would need to see, or any coach would need to see maybe two or three weeks of something that would make you want to change. Like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't ever advise and I mean you well, but let's, let's, let's say this. Let's say my sister, not my real sister, but my honorary sister, let's yeah. say she last night ran four fifty-five for sixteen hundred. <laughs> would that change your thinking? Uh, that would more than likely change my thinking, okay. but well, it, it would, it, you know, it would certainly pique my interest, but um, I, she plays a bigger role on the team than just one particular event. So while that might get me a little bit more excited, that wouldn't necessarily, I well, wouldn't I guess, I guess you've, you've got to be thinking, you and I are pretty open, obviously, about what we're thinking, what we're doing. Obviously, we're not going to say, like, this is the order we're going to run for the four behind at the state meet. But, like, you're probably thinking contending relay trumps the fact that uh, if she ran 455, maybe she'd finish fourth at the state meet. So, yeah, that, that's awesome. Audrey Rickett uh, is going to run the four by eight at the state meet. So, tra training wise, what'd you do this week? And uh, keep in mind for the, the listeners, both of you, uh, that Carmel was coming off of uh, what? A, uh, eight day nine day spring break so monday yeah. was our first practice for you know almost two weeks yeah so monday's practice um you know we just kind of got some general running in um particularly the group that raced on tuesday there was a meet tuesday at ben davis with pike and ben davis so a group uh most of the team went there there was a group of athletes those who competed at the miracle mile last night they stayed back, did a workout, and then um, went over to, to BD to support on some teammates. Um, so that was Tuesday, and the workout was a hard effort over an extended period of time, right? What you call a PPM, right? So there's ran hard. How far? Four miles. Ran as hard as you could for four miles. Across uh, the board, all mid four? They all had, yeah, all seven of them, eight of them, sorry, because one girl went to the sprint showcase, but all eight of them did four um, and then Wednesday, uh, again, just some mileage, same with Thursday, getting ready for the meet. Um, some, uh, we had a couple of different things happen on Friday. Most, you had two different showcase meets, one that we focused the podcast on, the sprint showcase up at Lafayette Jefferson, at least two girls actually that I coach um, were up there. And then, um, you know, 
some who competed uh, on Tuesday night but did not make the Miracle Mile. Uh, they did a same workout, but this time on their own Friday. Uh, you know, same as the Tuesday group, and then we we got our long run in this morning. So try to fit that in the schedule somewhere. What did you do? So same thing. We were coming back from spring break since we teach at the same school. So it'd be weird if there was like a boys' spring break and a girls' spring break at different times. That would be weird. And uh, we have waited to do our track stuff. And we waited until after spring break for all the guys that ran in the mile. We had six boys or eight boys, six, six boys that ran in the mile. And then we had some freshmen in, in the four back. And uh, so those guys all did their first set of CIs, their, their low set of CIs. So repeat 400s of the jog rest. And they did that. Uh, oh, I think all or almost all those guys, it was 10 um, CIs. Well, actually, one guy that ran in the mile ran his first PPM because he's a little more injury prone. So I um, just had him work out on the bike until we came back from spring break. Uh, so he'd run easy, but he'd do his workouts on the bike. Um, and then Wednesday, we did our long run. And for those guys that ran in the in the mile, the varsity one, it's between 70 and 85 minutes. And after their long run, they did two 200s at what I said was about their 800 race pace. So those guys were like 20 one guy ran 26 and you're like 26 for an 800. Like, yeah, if you knew which guy it was, it would kind of make sense. Um, and the other guys were more like 28. Yeah. So a little bit, a little bit faster, but not much. Yeah. Uh, nine minutes. All right. Personal highlight. And then we'll do fantasy track quickly. Personal highlight. I kind of alluded to this early in the podcast, Audrey Ricketts, right? She was run up in her heat. Um, she negative split. Her mile, she was about 239, 240 for the- I think I had her 240 through 800. Okay, 240 through 800, and then she was about 230-ish um, on her second 800. So great job moving up right there. Again, someone who is a well-rounded distance runner. And we did a lot of different distance races, including the 400, which is yes. kind of a distance race for the girls in high school. 4, 8, 16. She'll run the 3200 at the Carmel Showcase this coming Friday because that's what she'll do better than she do. thinks she can. She did last night too. And I told her all about it after. And then, Audrey, uh, Audrey Ricketts looks exactly like my sister. Yeah. Well, in high school, my sister's older now. Yeah. So my personal highlight um, from last night is Audrey Ricketts. And I'm going to, I'm going to cheat and do what you do, but and I'm going to say this. We did, I mentioned a meet that we had on Tuesday mm -hmm. BD at BD and my personal highlight from that. Um, we had a girl break six minutes for the first time. She came really close before that. And she Who really was wanted to do it. And her name is Kate Noss. So shout out Kate Noss. She ran 558, broke six for the first time. Super proud of you. I also have two, but I don't want to do the thing that everybody thinks I'm going to do, where I mentioned that, you know, Tony Provenzano ran 415 for 1600, and Thomas Biltemeyer ran 422 for 1600, and Kiefer J ran 423 for 1600, and Jack Cage ran 428 for 1600, and they're all coming back next year, and we're excited. Plus, Kyle Grove is coming back from an injury, and he ran 948 for his first two-mile PPM today, which he was going to do on Thursday, but then he got six. He told me he'd do it today, and he yeah. did that. Uh, plus, Max Meisner ran 206, and I, I know everybody thinks I'm going to mention all of those things, and I do don't that. want to do that. No, so what here's what I got. Are you ready? Yeah, what do you got? Mine is first, my guy, Nate Guffian, coach at Carmel, 
runs nice. the Carmel Marathon. Nate runs 248 or 249, qualifies for Boston. Nate yeah. has been running with our guys. He'll run, he teaches at an elementary school and they get done earlier. So he comes to practice and runs beforehand. And then he's running with the guys at practice. So he didn't, I don't know how much specific training he did for the marathon other than he just like ran a ton. And the guys that he runs with a lot, he doesn't run with the same guys every single day, but the guys he runs with the most are kind of our juniors and seniors, guys that run 55 or 60 miles a week. And he runs with them a lot because they run the most amount. They were so excited for him. Nice. This should be. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Almost like, I mean, obviously he's not like their friend. He's not on the team, but he's kind of on. They were like high five. They were were really, they saw the results. They were really excited. Um. And then obviously there were other meets this week, but my highlight is that same day on Saturday, I walk out from my house. I take my nearly four-year-old son and said, let's go see my friend finish the 10 K. And he nearly broke 38 minutes. This was the guy who until this year, never started running Taylor Marshall at the 10 K runs what? 615 pace for 10 K 609. 609 pace for 10,000 meters. Yeah. That's my highlight. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. That was a uh, perfect weather and I uh, credit the shoes for that. So, and my pacer who uh, was the husband of one of our coaches here, she, uh, she had her. Oh, husband help you me. mean, you mean the guy that you beat? I did beat him at the line. That's true. That's, Although that's the, he, that's he can run that pace. He's, he's running on Monday at Boston. So he's going to be just fine. Well, he finished behind you last Saturday. Uh, coaching corner, five minutes. Personal highlights. Uh, we did that. Okay, uh, fantasy track. Uh, boys first year. Uh, you had the first pick last year because you sniped me on the guy that I was going to get. You know what, yeah. Taylor? Yep. It's time. Oh, no. It's time. Who are you gonna take? I'm going to take a guy who's learning how to do track. Oh, <laughs> whose coach told him, yeah, before the race yesterday, yeah, you had a good cross country season. Do you think you can take the strategy that you use in cross country and just try to run the race with that strategy, even though it's shorter? And he said, yes, I'm going to take a kid who's so polite. He asked his teammate when they were warming up, can I please go use the restroom now? And the guy said, no. It's weird that you asked me that way. I'm going to take a guy who goes to a school that has had back-to-back surprise top three finishers in the yeah. 3,200. It's time, Taylor. All right. I'm going to take Anthony Michael Provenzano. Is this middle name really Michael? I think so, but I'm not positive. You know, it, I, I'm sure it is. If it's not Michael, it's Corleone. It's got to be one. <laughs> I, think it's, yeah. I think it's Michael. I've looked this I looked his cost schedule up a couple of times to find him to talk to him during the day. By the way, you left out the fact that he closed. Some people call him Tony, and that's what I'm typing into our Excel spreadsheet now. I'm taking Tony Provenzano. He's on my real track team, and now he's on my fake track team. You got the next pick. Who do you want? Um, my next pick is going to be a uh, senior from Center Grove, right? Title contender uh, team-wise. His name is Garrett Messer. He is a thrower. Discus, well, he throws both, but Discus is his thing. Um, and uh, he he's going to join my team here, right? Garrett Messer, again, state uh, title contending team 
uh, to contribute on here and uh, see how far the senior might throw this year. He's one of the top throwers in the state right now. Um, so far, he's throwing 169 feet in the discus. Nice. Uh, girls pick, you got first. Girls pick, um, I am going to stick with the same theme and go with another uh, title contending uh, individual or, uh, for her team. Her name is uh, Delaney Teachner, no, sorry, Teachner. Um, she's from Noblesville and she's a pole vaulter and uh, she's vaulted um, you know, so far outdoors 11-9. Um, she also, uh, you know, was a qualifier last year. So we'll see. She'll be up there. I'm going to go with a similar theme, which is someone with a personal connection to me. However, loose, maybe not quite as personally connected to me as uh, my guy, Tony Provenzano. And that is uh, Addison Canaba. All right. Also, neither of them competed last year at the state meet uh, for different reasons, but I like both of their chances. And their main event is the uh, 3200 and Addison Canabo is from Fort Wayne, uh, where I grew up. And her father was the swim coach at my high school. I was not on the swim team. Just swimming is hard. I like they to I like to be able to breathe when I exercise. So I did not I did not swim. I'm not a very good swimmer. Are you a good swimmer? I can do it. I'm not great. I mean, I like can, can, you can survive, but like, so you're not you're not a good swimmer. No, I'm not. I would not have made my high school swim team. No. Uh, miscellaneous minute NBA finals or NBA playoffs start today. Who's winning? This is a real minute too, because there's one minute before Zoom says. Who's yeah, winning? I think I picked at the beginning of the year. Did I not pick maybe the Denver Nuggets or somebody? Did I? I thought I picked the Nuggets. I have no idea. Uh, there's a minute and ten seconds left, so I can't listen to all of our podcasts from all year. Uh, oh. Who do you think's winning? You, you, going... Give me some nugs, Denver Nuggets. Yeah, you're you're a big you're a big chicken nuggets guy. You went to McDonald's yesterday. Would have been nice if you offered to uh, get me anything, but uh, you're already I... there. Well, I was there and called you to see if you want anything, and you said no. Yeah, I felt pretty bad about <laughs> he that. He didn't. He didn't explain that no was because you'd already gone. No, uh, I left that out. Okay, you, you pick Nuggets. I'm picking Bucks. Anything else? Okay. We're in our last minute. Hey, if you haven't already, come sign up uh, for the 3200 Showcase at Carmel High School, located in Carmel, Indiana, and it'll be take pl taking place at Carmel Stadium. Um, if you are in the area, come check it out. Right. Might have um, to bring a jacket. May not. And uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks. Hey, go hounds. Go hounds. I love my guys. I love my little dudes. They my little guys. I love them.